White Sox are on the precipice of making a major hire, new manager. All the speculation now is pointing towards Tony LaRussa. That leads us to our friend Hawk Harrelson, who joins us now. Hawk, good morning. How are you? So far, so good, guys. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. So when you hear these rumors that Tony LaRussa could be coming out of retirement and he will be managing your White Sox, what's your first thought? Well, I can tell you this. There's only two managers in the history of the game, Connie Mack and John McGraw, who have won more games as a manager than Tony LaRussa. You know, and Tony only got fired uh, one time in 34 years, and you're talking to the guy that fired him. What are your memories of Tony in the 80s? Well, I've known Tony since 1962 when he joined us at Binghamton, and uh, he was very—he wasn't impressive as a player, but he was very impressive as a person. And uh, he was just, I think, 17 or 18 years old, and we were all very impressed with him because of the fact. Well, you know, he—he's—I uh, didn't fire Tony because he was a bad manager. I fired him for something that's only between him, him and me, and that'll stay that way. But. Uh, I hope he comes back. I really do. I mean, you know, he's, he's, uh, first of all, I was sorry to see Rick leave, you know, because I thought Rick did a really good job with uh, the guys they played. You know, the, uh, you've heard me say it on the air before. To me, uh, I have a little different aspect and perspective of a manager. A manager, uh, a good manager is not measured in wins and losses. A good manager is your eyes. How hard do those guys play for him? And they they played their ass off for for Rick, you know. And uh, we just said we we needed another starter. We didn't have it, you know, in that Oakland series. So uh, it was one of those things. If that move had worked, it would have been the genius move. If it didn't work, then you can be fired, and that's that's what happened. But I hope Tony comes back. Uh, he's he's a great manager. There's no question about that. So. When you hear that some Sox fans, I'm not saying every Sox fan, but they're they're pretty vocal. They wanted a younger manager. They wanted someone who had managed more recently with a championship pedigree. Tony hasn't been in the dugout since 2011. How do you respond to those critics of this potential move? Well, first of all, I read that story that Paul Sullivan wrote. And what Paul Sullivan knows about baseball, you can put in a thimble. Uh, is it, it, Tony's been in in the game. He's been in the game. He hadn't been in the dugout, but he's been in the game uh, for a long time. He's never left the game, so to speak. And as I said, I, I hope he comes back. It's just that simple. There, there are some good guys out there, but uh, I don't think any of them have the credentials that Tony Lewis. He's three world championships. You know, he's been to the. Uh, uh, playoffs many, many times. And as I said, he's the third winningest manager. He's won almost 3,000 games. That speaks for itself. Hawk, when you think about uh, La Russa, the one of the things that resonates with me is that he's a, he can speak Spanish. He's a guy that can resonate with that locker room. How important is that in today's baseball with how many Latinx players well, are in the White Sox? Jonathan, you know it's, it's, it's critical today, in my opinion, and it's been critical for a while. Uh that's one reason that Tony was, uh, you know, such a good manager. That's also one reason that Lou Pinella was such a good manager because he speaks fluent Spanish as well. And with the influx of the Latin players coming in, 
you're getting a lot of these young players coming in, and, and they don't speak very much English. And uh, there's nothing lost in the communication. If, if I owned the ball club, I would, I would have every manager and coach in my organization take one of those uh, courses, you know, of how to speak Spanish. And uh, as I said, you've got like 40% of the guys in the, game, in the big leagues today, players who are, who are Latin. So it's, uh, and it's going to get better. It's going to get more and more and more because these guys are such tremendous athletes. Do you think that the game has become so analytical, as Tony has indicated, and we played a cut from an interview he did last February, where, hey, man, that's it. The book says this. I don't care if Hawk Harrelson is nine for his last nine. The book says he's not going to be getting a hit here. Pull him. Do you agree that the game's too much the other way? Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, there's a place for numbers in baseball. There always has been, and there always will be, because that's the way a lot of the fans who love the game have a connection. And uh, they connect. But uh, to me, the most useless stat in baseball was batting average. Uh, You know, don't tell me what you hit. Tell me when you hit it. And when you're talking about uh, these guys today – well, I, I was watching the World Series the other night, and when uh, they took out Blake Snell, I turned it off. I, I said, that ball game is over. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and they said afterwards that the analytics showed that the Dodgers, when they face the guys three or four times in, in a game, uh, you know, they're very, very dangerous. Well, how many times do they face a guy three or four times in a game with the way the game is played today? I love this game more than I ever have, and, and the players today are just wonderful to watch. And, you know, baseball is built on three things. It's built on great players, it's built on rivalries, and it's built on tradition. So numbers, yeah. I, if, I was to play, if I was playing today, I would love to know that if I was facing a Corey Kluber or somebody like that, Jake Arrieta, that 85% of the time when he gets a strong right-handed hitter, with a three-two count, he's going through a slider, eighty-five percent of the time. And I would—that's good information. But this other stuff—they're—they're they're outdumbing themselves in many ways, and, and it's not going to stop. It's going to run its course, and then later on down the road, when I'm gone, and when a lot of other guys are gone, I said when this thing started, we were in Toronto, and DJ and I were doing a game, and they were starting to bring in this analytics. Uh, and I told DJ, I said, this is going to get a lot of baseball guys fired because you got a lot of guys coming in who never played the game, and they're making up lineups. I've talked to too many managers who are just fed up with it. And that's one of the first questions today. And, and Tony will use analytics, uh, but he will use the kind that are, are helpful. He won't be pulling a Blake Snell, you know, in, in, in that situation. He won't be, uh, you know, outdumbing himself. As I said, he's won almost 3,000 games, so I, he knows what he's doing. Well, you talk about entertaining TV, Cap. I want you to go to YouTube and find uh, Hawk talking to Brian Kenny when they're going back and forth. But, oh, you know, Kenny's all into the numbers. Oh, huge. And, uh, and Hawk, Hawk, <laughs> Hawk was giving it to him because Kenny's all about the numbers. Uh, uh, Brian's all about the numbers, right? But Hawk, uh, Hawk was giving it to him because there has to be a healthy balance of both. And so you talk about the World Series. We all watched it, Hawk. And just as as uh, Cap mentioned earlier, what was it? Cash Cash hasn't ridden out a, a lineup card yes. all year? Somebody who knows him told me last night, Hawk, the next time he fills out a lineup card will be the first time because analytics tells him exactly who he's playing. 
Well, if Tony gets the job, that's not going to happen. Right, Hawk? No. No, that will not, not happen with Tony LaRusso. I'll tell you that right now. You're not going to have some kid who never had a jock strap on sending out a lineup, you know, to, to Tony LaRusso. But uh, as I said, they can be useful if you know how to use them. It's like anything else. It's a tool. And if you know how to work that tool and use that tool, then it can be helpful. And that's what Tony uh, he doesn't need it. He's got an analytical mind anyway. You know, he's got a law degree and everything else. He's a very smart guy, and he's a very tough guy. And as Jay Hood mentioned, uh, you know, he's, he's bilingual, so to speak. So he's got all the bases covered. Well, how close do you think this Sox team is to, to winning and doing more than they did this past season? Well, we, as I said, we were one start, starter short. Mm-hmm. If we... Uh, it's tough to go out and win a beat a team like Oakland. They are good. And they got a great manager in Bobby Melvin, and and when you when you got to start a rookie in in the playoff game, then that'll tell you something. And and uh, as I said, that was a move when they they wanted to stay away from Olson. That's what they wanted to do: stay away from Olson, and that's why I brought in that big hard throwing left hander we have. But we are very close. We were close this year. And we're going to be very close now for a long time. And it's, uh, it's, it's just that simple. There are not many teams. The Dodgers have a, have a really good offensive team. There's no question about that. And then they got Bueller and they got Kershaw, you know, and uh, some other guys. They can run out there 60 feet, six inches away. But I'll tell you one thing. Not many guys are going out and hit us because our guys go up there and, uh, and they're dangerous. That's how I, I judge hitters. As I said earlier, don't tell me what you hit, tell me when you hit it. And we got a lot of guys can hit in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. And that's, uh, that's where you win ball games. You win them early or you win them late. But the team that scores first, that's why you're starting to see managers, you know, I've talked about it for years, as you guys have heard me, front loading the lineup. Uh, put your best hitters up there, one, two, three, and four. Because of the fact that they're going to get more at bats over the course of the season than if they're hitting fourth, fifth, and sixth. And the team that scores first, I think it's about 65% of the time, wins that game. And now the managers are starting to front load the lineups. And we got guys, we got them one through eight. You know, we got guys that can hit one through eight. So we're in good shape there. Hawk, we appreciate your time. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much. All right, good to talk to you guys. You got it. Go White Sox. We'll see you. Okay, bye-bye. There he is, Hawk Harrelson, who was, for a brief moment in time in your childhood, the general manager of your White Sox. He fired Tony, and you won't know why. That will keep that between me and Tony. You know the reason? I don't. That one was... Ominous. Ominous. And then he took a shot at Sully. <laughs> wow. He, yes, Sullivan fell off his bars to a kitty O'Shea's after hearing that. Yeah, went, Wait a minute. <laughs> did he just dog me? Yes, he did. 312 yeah. 332. Well, well, Mariotti's not in business, so he's got he to take a shot at somebody. Wow. 312 332 3776.